Good morning and welcome to Every Teacher Counts. I wanted to recount emotions of re-entering the school building after being out for, in my case, two months and five days. March 13th was the last day we were in the building. And I've seen a lot of photos that teachers have posted of their classrooms and they're calling it frozen in time. And I actually had some anxiety and worry around re-entering, not because I think that I'm going to catch anything and not because I think that there's any danger to it. It's just going to be weird. And it's one more weird element that those of us living through this pandemic are dealing with. I mean, things that we thought would never happen, would never stop, would never be changed, have seemingly overnight shut an entire country down. And we've seen news and images of other countries and other states battling with the disease and and flattening the curve. Um, I'm not going to get into the politics of the coronavirus. I mainly just wanted to explore sort of the physiological and psychological aspects that this crisis has wrought personally and professionally as I've worked with teachers. I've been fortunate enough to be a part of a wonderful trio of teachers and we're doing some work with coaching skills and teachers and we're presenting on powerful questions and how asking powerful questions can open up conversations and dialogue and increase communication because this is an unprecedented time in terms of I've never spent this much time with the same people in the same house in the same place and that sentiment is being echoed by many of my colleagues and so we work with them on how to change why questions into what and how questions because those are the questions that really open up conversations and as I'm going back into the building today um, it's not many of us that are going in, but I have some things that are essential for instruction for the rest of the school year. That's how it's been designed. It's not to go in and get furniture or decorations. It's to go in and get things that we need to enhance instruction and our, our workload. But it's going to be very strange walking in there with a mask and seeing it. And so I've sort of been asking myself some powerful questions as I go through this. Um, you know, what's the worst that could happen? What expectations do I have about going in there? Um, What would I tell other teachers? And as I started to ask myself those questions and analyze the answers, I realized that for myself, all of this anxiety is really fueled by imagination and fueled by my own anxious nature, I suppose, for lack of a better word. Um, I am going to take some pictures and I am going to post them for the students because we are through our learning management system, we're keeping in contact with the kids and providing updates and just sort of like a frozen in time. Um, and one thing that I'm going in to retrieve are letters that I had a specific fifth grade class last year write to themselves on their last day of sixth grade. And I know exactly where they are and they've been safe and I've really been looking forward to mailing them. So I thought that as part of the instruction for those kids, it's going to be important that they make that connection to who they were last year and where they are now. And so it's things like that. Um, it's texts and strategies that I use in my professional development with my teachers. It's stra- texts and strategies that I will use to craft some over the summer lessons. But it's really things that, it's the important things. And so when you, when you think about what's the important things, 
that truly has been one of the biggest blessings of this pandemic is the ability to spend time with the people that we choose to live with, whether it be roommates, whether it be animals and pets or family members or friends. I've read stories of ex-wives and ex-husbands cohabitating with their children so that the kids have more positive relationships. I know that negatives come out of it as well. I know there's been an increase in domestic violence and in stress, but all in all, a lot of people have really been talking about how the pace of life has slowed down and how they don't feel as rushed. Um, I've heard people say that they didn't know they could cook, that they didn't know they had the ability to follow a recipe, that they never knew the joy of having family dinners because one or more of the people in the house would be engaged in a long commute. And so now their commute is maybe 10 feet down to the kitchen. So all of these things have been bubbling up in my mind as I've been thinking about going back into my school building. And so I'm wondering, what are some of the things that you would get? What are some of the important, absolutely essential elements of instruction for you? What would be your reaction if you could go back into the building? I've seen massive changes, as we all have in the educational system. We've seen online and distance learning suddenly and immediately cropping up. Some teachers are clearly more prepared than others in terms of what kind of internet provider they have at home, what kind of technology they have at home. Do they have children at home that they're trying to manage? I've said countless times I'm lucky that I have a fifth grader and an 11th grader. I do not know how moms and dads with little ones are working and being any kind of productive because the little ones need such constant attention or they have such a short attention span. And so we've seen families adapting to working at home and they might only have one device and there's a schedule. And so there's been a lot more almost sympathizing and empathizing with what others are feeling. And that has been absolutely refreshing. Um, it's funny when people, you know, when I'm talking to people, like if I'm out in the grocery store and I'm talking to the cashier and they ask what I do and I say I'm a teacher, I've actually had three separate people on three separate occasions go, oh my God, we never realized how important your job is. Thank you. And the realization is coming from the fact that they are at home trying to make sure that their students are doing lessons or having their students home 12 hours a day while they're awake. Um, so that I, I have to chuckle and I have to laugh. And my response is, this is not the job I signed up for. Um, I've seen a lot of posts about how this is like one of the worst um, versions of teaching, especially for people that thrive on the spontaneity of interaction and are extroverts and love the emotional output that they give and that they get. And I'm one of those. So that's why I'm so very fortunate that along with the work inside of my own building, I've been asked to help with other things in the county because I think if I did not have that focus, it would be a much more difficult time um, because I just need to stay active. And so what are some things that you guys have started doing that are new in this time? The big one for me is gardening. I have always been able to kill any plant or flower or bush known to man. Even ones that are unkillable, I will find a way to kill them. And so I talked to my kids and I talked to my husband and we decided we were going to start trying to grow vegetables from seeds. I wanted an herb garden and I put in flowers. And so far, 
knock on wood, between my daughter, my son, and I remembering to water them, there have been no casualties. It will be very interesting to see if I've continued to remember to water the little buggers. Um, but I mean, that's in a new skill set that I've had the opportunity to do research on and read things. I picked up the guitar that has sat for a long time. I'm not saying I do it well or I do it often, but I'm finding ways to continue growing my skill set even within this odd time. I've seen my son do that. He started his own podcast. I've seen my daughter do that. She's worked really hard on learning about more and different kinds of slime. Um, she's learned a lot about animals. Um, she's very much into the gardening. And so we're all finding new ways to function. And so I, I now am curious about what it's going to be like when when quote-unquote normal returns. I know that the, the potential timeline for Maryland is January stage three where everything opens up again um but that's if there isn't another uptick in cases and people are still behaving responsibly and aren't sort of behaving erratically and irrationally um and so I'm like in six months am I going to want to go back in the building in six months am I going to want to go back out to eat at restaurants am I going to want to go to parties um you know, what's kind of going to be left from this fire? What's the steel that's going to be at the center of who I am and the personality that I have that I interact with with others in terms of just leaving the house? Um, I've really become comfortable with parts of my house that I haven't been in in years. Things are organized and cleaned, and I'm kind of looking around going, yeah, I really actually kind of like this place. Not that I didn't before. I just didn't have the time or the intention to really kind of look at the way I was using space and look at the way things were organized. Um, so that has been the greatest blessing and the greatest curse personally for myself is the time that this pandemic has given me to reflect on so many things. And so as I head into the building today, the concrete and mortar school, I want to leave you with this idea that really has hit me over the head so many times that the school isn't the school. The building is just a building. The school is the community of vibrant and interactive and intelligent workers and learners and teachers and supporters and practitioners of education and partakers of education that are still working together, that are still communicating, that are still learning, that are still writing and refining lessons, that are still keeping the building clean. We still reach out to our custodial staff and our our lunchroom staff. And so it has been galvanizing in terms of thinking of what these relationships inside of a physical building mean because we have been able to in some ways deepen and enrich them outside of the building. I hope that you have found some gifts in this odd time and I'd love to hear about it.